Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is happening? You're listening to episode 313 of the Nintendo Powercast. I'm your host, N64 Josh, player two, Lauren Galaxy. How are you tonight? Hi, thank you so much for having me. So, so glad we are able to do this. We recently connected via Clubhouse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then Twitter. Then I and I TikTok's slowly happening. I think that's gonna happen here soon. And uh and here we are. Like we talked about doing a clubhouse, and then I was like, you know, I have a podcast, and I see you play Animal Crossing and some other, uh, some other uh, Nintendo games. So, mm-hmm. what, all true. Why, why don't you come chat with me? And and here we are. Here we are. I like being player two because that means I get to be Luigi. So. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, let's just let's just jump right into this thing. We the first thing we do. So there's going to be one hard question. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll give it to you now, but you will, you can answer it a little bit later, just so you can be thinking about. It. But okay. what is the one Nintendo game that we're all gonna judge you for that you haven't finished or ever played? Oh, it's... sweet lord! <laughs> no, I can answer this. I can answer it right now. All right, we can start. Let, let's just let's start with the good stuff. Then here we, we go. We can kick it off with a very very controversial statement. So my. Uh, I see Tom says that he'd rather be Luigi also. See, Tom, you have good taste. Um, (laughs) I grew up playing the original Nintendo. My neighbor, Teresa, had it. I think I was maybe four or five years old. I think my aunt had a copy of Mario Duck Hunt. And so I would always go over to my friend Teresa's house after school. Loved playing original Mario. I knew about the secret extra life in the first level. I knew how to skip, you know, all the levels to the castle. To my shame, I have never finished that game because I would always run out of time in the final level. So maybe you can give me some uh, some pointers on how to finally finish that game after 31 years of playing it. So are you ready? Yeah. The trick in the final castle is to always take the pipe that follows anything red. If you see lava, the next pipe is the one you can go down that will take you in the right. Because if you take the wrong pipe, it takes you back. It just restarts the level. Right. And I would just always run out of time. And obviously I didn't have IGN wiki guides when I was five. So (laughs) I never finished it. Yeah. So, so now, I mean, you're, you're going to have to, you got to report back. I want to know. I will. Like, I will. You're going to finally see the, the, the end scene with, I'm not going to spoil it, but. It's been such a journey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. My, yeah, it, I remember the first time I got to that section of the cat, you know, that section of the game, it was hard enough to get there. And then I was like, why do I keep just resetting? What is the, 
So yeah, yeah. So after painful. after you see red, the next pipe. Okay, it's been my secret shame. I mean, you just called me out right, right. here, like just, in front of the entire world. Yeah, right off the bat, right off the bat. That's uh, at <laughs> at Lauren Galaxy on Twitter. So you can tweet at her there. But I know someone in chat said they were out. I, I get it. I get it. It's hard. <laughs> so that's kind of the the. The start, I'm guessing, right? Super Mario Brothers, NES, like uh, any notable titles on the NES other than? I mean, I think it was just Mario and Duck Hunt. I don't think any of the the kids that I knew had any other games. Um, I think the only console I had played around that time was the original Sega. Because my aunt, who had Mario, she had Sonic, and we would play in her basement. but I didn't play another Mario game for a while. I would play, was it Super Mario Brothers three mm-hmm. on a relative's Game Boy? Like she had Tetris and Super Mario Brothers three. Oh wait, so on Game Boy it would be Super Mario Land or then Super Mario Land two. Unless it was Feel a Game like- Boy, it could have been a Game Boy Advance though. Like, was it a Game Boy Advance? would have been like 92 i think it was og game boy but i remember it had you could get the feather for the first time and it had the little sand cacti was there a carrot power up do you like did mario look like a rabbit and wario was introduced for the first time the six golden coins does it ring a bell I don't think so. I feel like when I finally played on a Super Nintendo system yeah. and I played Mario 3, that it felt familiar, like I had played it before. But Interesting. It was huh. a long time ago. And I don't know if she even still has that, that Game Boy. She I, probably doesn't. I got you. I got you. So, I mean, I mean obviously, the Mario with the raccoon tail and mm-hmm. the frog suit, all the, all the good stuff. So, did you beat that one? No. <laughs> Like, again, these consoles weren't mine. Right. So if I were to try to finish something, I would have to do it in the hour or two that I was at my aunt's house or at my friend Teresa's house. So, like, I can say that I've been playing video games my whole life, but I actually didn't own a console until the Nintendo 64. And Well, let's go. Let's let's yeah. start from there. I mean, I have, a, I have a great story about how I got that console. OK, let's go. Let's hear it. So grew up relatively poor, um, as I'm sure other people have experienced, had no money for consoles. That was just not a thing my family could afford. Um, Moved around a lot. But when my family and I moved to California from the Midwest, my mom started dating this guy who is now my stepdad, Brian, amazing guy. And I think I was, how old was I? I was 11 when they met. And so I think I had either just turned 12 when we were about to celebrate Christmas and he was a gamer. And so like he still has all his original Nintendo games and Zelda and Madden and, you know, Tecmo, just all those great classic games. So he was a gamer and that's when they announced the Nintendo 64. So for Christmas, they had wrapped, he had triple wrapped a Nintendo 64 with Mario. I think it came with Mario. And he had hid it behind the couch. And so we had finished unwrapping all of our presents. I did not think I was going to get a console. And so it was a very um, 
Christmas story moment of, but wait, there's one more present. I love Lauren, that. look behind the couch. And I remember getting through the first layer of wrapping paper because he triple wrapped it and being like, you know, you know, you sly, sly devil, you know, you're, you're trying to like extra wrap it. So I get through the second layer, I get through the third layer and it's, a, it's the Nintendo 64 and I burst into tears oh, and I immediately said, you have to take this back. Like we can't afford this. I can't accept it. You know, the, you know food stamp child in me was like no i can't i can't take this like you know we need to eat this month or whatever um but he was just such a generous person and to this day he and i still play video games together um and so of course i was obsessed with that game of course it was the first mario game i was able to play all the way through and beat because it was mine we still have that nintendo 64 console um yeah, so it was the first console I owned. It was a Christmas present, and it has definitely solidified my forever love of Nintendo. So, a few things. First, I didn't beat Mario 64 until about two years ago. Okay, I don't feel so bad about the original Mario. I, the 64 was the first console I bought myself. I was like a, probably a junior in high school, and uh, was dating who's now my, the, the, the gal is now my wife, and I got Mario Kart and Goldeneye. That's, because I was just looking for stuff we could play together. And I saw somebody beat Mario 64. I was at a buddy's house, and he, or I saw him fight Bowser. I thought it was the end of the game, and I was like, I don't know that I need to play this. Now. I don't, it just, that's kind of what went in my mind, and I never, I played Ocarina of Time, I played other single-player games, but like, never went, to, never went back to Mario. I think there was something inside of me, too, that was like, Mario's supposed to be too think that was the i think that was the other thing that i was having a i don't know maybe having a hard time with. um but my son i used to mess with my kids around christmas time be like okay your everything on your list is too expensive we can't just to mess with them right and so he comes back after he's like i i i'm pretty sure he wanted a ds you know and then he comes back and he's like i just want hot wheels and i was like are you sure? Like, that seems super weird. And he's like, yeah, I just, I just want Hot Wheels. Like, that's, I just have a handful of different Hot Wheels I want. And so I, like, returned the DS and got the Hot Wheels, right? And he, I mean, he opened everything up and he was happy. And I was like, you know, like, the next day, he was like, like, you really didn't want a DS? He's like, well, you guys said we couldn't afford it, and so I just wanted to go with inexpensive things. Oh. So I took him out. We got the DS. Like the... I was like, all right, well, I appreciate it. But this was me trying to, like, I didn't want you just to assume you're going to get every gift on your list. You know what I mean? Like, I was just trying to, I'm like, all right, note to self. So pro, pro parenting tip right there. Don't mess with your kids too much. <laughs> it might It might come back to bite you, so... Okay, 64. Let's camp let's camp on this a little bit longer. So what were some of the what were some of the notable games that you that you really got into besides Mario? Pod Racer yes. the game of the year mm-hmm. in my house. So my aunt and cousin came to live with us that summer. So we had a I was 12ish, 13 ish when phantom menace came out 99 i would have been 14 going on 15 so my cousin would have been four going on five 
so he came to live with us that summer. It's all we played. I mean, I could hear the da 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 like I in my head forever. Um love Pod Racer. I think it might have been called was it just called Racer or was it called Pod Racer? Oh, I think it was yeah, it was like Star Wars Pod Racer. Yeah. Or Pod Racing, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. So that was the big like group game where we all took turns doing the different courses, increasing the difficulty, trying to find the secret ramps to get oh, yeah. the extra stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a big game. Outside of Mario, which is still, I think, the best game I've ever played, although oh, Animal Crossing uh, might might take that title. Um, we, of course, played Bond. Well, but Bond would have been on was Bond on the PlayStation or was it? It was 64, right? Yeah, GoldenEye was 64. Yeah, yeah. GoldenEye was 64. Okay. So GoldenEye was the game we used to play at my best friend's house because her brother had GoldenEye. I don't think I owned it for a while. Um, yeah, we loved playing Bond at my friend's house. But then I got Perfect Dark. Yes. And Perfect Dark is my game. I, I'm giving you a virtual high five right now because like I had 32 days tracked on my memory card, 32 days that my kids erased, but perfect dark. So good. So good. Perfect dark. I loved it so much. I was super into aliens and the X-Files at the time. Of and course. So, yes, of course. Right. It was like the X-Files movie had just come out. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a girl bond game. She was a total badass. I love the fact that there were all those mini games like you could play Capture the Flag and King of the Hill. And my other really good friend, Jolene, she had a Nintendo 64 and she had Perfect Dark. So anytime we would spend the night at each other's houses, we would just throw in an extra controller and play the like multiplayer games. And we beat it together. I'm pretty sure we were doing a two player finish when we finally beat that alien lady. And it took days to finish i remember it took forever that is so great so did you kind of lose it when uh Mm -hmm. the initiative showed perfect dark and you could see the laptop gun in the corner and stuff Uh i was screaming in all caps (laughs) i'm so excited i love it i love it it's so good like that game the reason i had 32 days played i used to take a rubber band and like my uncle and I were competing to try to get to the perfect rating, right? You had to get to the number. Number one was perfect. Later found out you had to do that playing against other people. It didn't work against them. So we would like, I would rubber band the trigger with like the laser and put the meat Sims on. So they would just run right into it with one hit kill. And I would come back and have like 900 kills and then quit the game. And you know, so I'd be at work all day and the 64 would just be running. Sometimes it would freeze because, you know, it's the 64. So, uh, yeah, we tried and tried and tried. So did you ever find any of the cheese in Perfect Dark? I don't know. I It's been so long because we still have our 64. And I think like when I went to college, we sold some of our old console games. And so a couple years ago for my birthday, my dad actually bought me a new, a new to me copy of Perfect Dark. 
and we plugged it in and we were trying to play and the graphics are just so it's so hard to play n64 games on big screens and i was trying to play through perfect dark and i was like getting some like flashback memories of some of the experiences but i don't know if there was cheese so in perfect dark there's a piece of cheese hidden in every level and you have to like in in one particular area you have to have the sniper rifle and you have to zoom way in on this little crack between like two rocks and then with the with the scope you can see the piece of it's there um in another level you had to shoot the rocket that you could control and you know how it was like on a camera and you could go around and you had to take it like out a window up the side of the building and then over to the roof and there was the piece of i don't think i ever experienced the cheese they were just, it was just basically like easter eggs right like yeah they, they did nothing there was nothing it was just how funny well one thing I w- I actually need to go back and play through it because I remember in one of the later levels being in an elevator and looking down in Bowser's face in the the elevator, but I've never heard anybody else talk about it, and I've never gone back to like, you know how it is. You get it's been so long that like eh, it could have just been in my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, but right. I, re- I, re- I I remember going like, man, they snuck Bowser into this. Again, I'd have to go back to confirm it. So, I got a, I got, I got a tip for you. I need to make a TikTok of this about it, and I haven't done it yet. If you go back and you play the 64, this still has a price tag on it, thrift store. Um, if you go back and play Perfect Dark, it can be really difficult if you play it like the way we used to, right? Where you would right. run with the C, and, because it's backwards for it. Well, you just move your thumb to the D-pad, and then... Your, your, your left thumb to the D-pad, your right thumb to the stick, it will play like a modern shooter. You can, really? You can run with the, your, your left hand and, and look with the right. Interesting. And you can still reach the other buttons, no, no problem. And so <laughs> I, I keep forgetting, I, I keep forgetting to, uh, to, to make that TikTok because I've, I've told some people and they're like, oh my gosh, we just played last weekend and none of us could, could hang because it was like, and I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta get this. I gotta get this info out there because it makes it's hard to switch between controllers. Even now, I switch between my Nintendo Switch and my PS4 all the time, and there's always just a slight delay of, oh right, these buttons all do different things. Yep. Yeah, a the A button and the B button being swapped on the Xbox for me is like the thing with the Xbox is I typically play with paddles, so like that helps because I'm not using the face buttons all that much. But when I have to use them, it's just like, oh, what? And what kills me with Nintendo is like Super Mario Kart. It was press B to start and it was B for your accelerator. That was on the original game. And then they switched it to over to A later on. And I'm like, I mean, it makes sense with like the GameCube because that, you know, the big A button in the. It just made sense. But right. Yeah, it throws me off. And the. The, the way the switch is where you can pull the joy cons off and play sideways, the PlayStation face buttons would be the best for that because you could still tell people, Hey, hit the circle button. Hey, hit the triangle button, you know, like right. 
it it it's so i was just playing with my nephews the other day and he's like what button do i press and i'm like i don't those are just arrows uh the one on the left you know and he's like <laughs> he's like six so he's like what i don't i don't so but so perfect dark man that i i love hearing that i really did you play did you play the 360 zero no so um played perfect dark played the pod racer game obviously played mario i played a lot of rogue squadron on the 64 like a ton of rogue squadron i know everything i know about ships in star wars because of that game like i love it i can call out an a-wing a y-wing an x-wing a b-wing i know what they do um because of because of that video game and then the other two games i loved on the n64 which i never hear anybody talk about is mission impossible and indiana jones okay so i vaguely remember mission impossible but but break it down it was was it a third person or was it first person so it was first person. I oh, actually, you know what? It might have been third because I think you can see Ethan when he's in disguise. So it essentially is the first Mission Impossible movie with Tom Cruise shot for shot. So you have to break into the Russian embassy. You have to put on the face mask of the diplomat. You have to find the music. You have to add the smoke detectors that go off so that you can evacuate the embassy. It's so great, and my parents and I would take turns and play through it. And to this day, we quote that game. Um, <laughs> like we quote that in the Indian in the Indiana Jones game all the time. So I remember Mission Impossible. Like I would see it everywhere. It was always one of those ones that just kind of eluded me. Like I never, ever ended up playing it. Indiana Jones, I don't remember at all. So was it like kind of like a Tomb Raider game, or what did it what did it play? Yeah, Indiana Jones was fantastic. So you had a lighter, which came in handy if you had to burn spiderwebs because they would block your path. Um, I think the mystery was set in South America. So it was like like a Montezuma kind of a Quetzalcoatl, like Aztec sort of volcano mystery. Um, and you had a machete to cut like your path. You had a lighter to burn through spiderwebs. If you needed to heal, you could collect herbs. And so the character would go, mmm, medicinal herbs. <laughs> and we still say that in my house. That is I don't remember best. if there were any like extra characters or movie type characters. And at this point, I don't even know who voiced Indiana Jones. I'm sure it's someone recognizable from the gaming industry, but... Like when they announced that they were going to do a new Indiana Jones game, I was again screaming in all caps because the original one was so good. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. I don't know that I've I've I don't know that I've ever talked to anybody that played like the Indiana Jones game or anything like that. So that's that's interesting. I want to maybe I'll put it on my list of of games to hunt down to get in get in my collection because yeah, I I know nothing about it. And plus, I just want to hear him say medicinal herbs now. Mm, medicinal herbs. <laughs> so any other any other 64 games before we we move on to like the gamecube or whatever like uh i know wrestling games were very popular turok was another good shooter the wave race and f-zero and mario kart i didn't ever do mario kart or mario party or any of those i was very late to those um yeah i think it was just any Star Wars game that came out, we bought at that point. Shadow of the um, Empire, did you play through that one? 
I don't know if I played through that one. I think just Rogue Squadron and the Pod Racer one. And I know on the Super Nintendo we played all the movie games. The yeah. Super oh, Star Wars, Super Empire, and Super Yes. And I don't know if we ever beat Empire Strikes Back, but I remember beating Return of the Jedi and just being so elated over defeating the Emperor. Yes. I just was so happy. The, we I Oh, Killer Instinct. Someone in chat said yep. Killer Instinct. Mhm. Yeah, we played a lot of Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct Gold on the 64 or the original on the SNES? Now that is a good question. We would have had both in the house at the same time. I just remember that boys would always come over in the summer and want to play Killer Instinct and I would like nail them with a 30 combo and then they'd set the <laughs> controller down and be like, "I got to go." <laughs> that is my favorite thing ever so do you remember who you played as in killer instinct oh my gosh it's been oh, it's been so long i'm gonna have to look up well there was like orchid i think was like the only female character and then you yeah. had and then you had fulgore who was kind of like the robot and then uh i want to say tomahawk was one of like the it would have been orchid because when you said that i immediately remembered okay yeah. and she had like like the green I think like a green skirt, depending on the color. Like that was her, that was the main color, but you could obviously. Um, yeah. I loved Killer Instinct. And I feel like I would quote Killer Instinct more than Mortal Kombat. Like, you know, just around the house. Just a triple combo. <laughs> yes. Like when the Mortal Kombat trailer came out the other day, my mom was like, is that the triple combo one? And uh, my dad was like, no, no, that's Killer Instinct. And we were like, oh yeah, they're different games. We're, my house is a gaming house, so. <laughs> just normal conversation for my family i love it i love it i've 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 mentioned it on here many times but killer instinct on the snes allowed me to really practice a fighting game at home and then i would go to the arcade and have a a, like a line of grown men behind me like hey kid how do you do that i'm like i don't know practice you know like put your quarter up (laughs) you know i I love that combo breaker (laughs) yeah people in chat they know yeah they know and it was one that I like my my mom was like okay with Killer Instinct but not really okay with Mortal Kombat. Like I had to like there was less convincing that had to happen. There wasn't nearly as much blood. Yeah, Killer Instinct was like the PG-13 mm-hmm. like version. I liked Killer Instinct and I would not be opposed if they brought it back. Yeah. Have you played any of the the one that came out on the Xbox 1? Mhm. I've actually never played on the Xbox. Like I've, I've, as I got older and as my interest kind of shift, like shifted, I skipped entire generations of consoles. Okay. Like much to my detriment. I got you. So did you end up getting a GameCube and playing some games? So we did get a GameCube. So we were like my, my dad, he was the one who could afford to buy video games for all of us. And he was a pretty faithful Nintendo guy. Um, so we did get the GameCube and I think we played. We played all the Matrix games. So we played Enter the Matrix mm-hmm. and The Path of Neo, I think, because we're big movie people. And so for us, getting a game based on a movie was really easy. And I loved the Matrix games. I just, just so good. You could be Morpheus. You could be, um, what's Jada Pinkett Smith's character's name in the movie? It, it escaped. Naomi, Naomi. I think. yep, it's Naomi. Was it Naomi? Yeah. Okay, you could be Ghost, you could be Neo. I was, I just, I loved it. But 
when Madden was coming out for the PlayStation, we switched from Nintendo to PlayStation. So then my dad got a PS2 and we were a a PlayStation only family until I bought a Switch recently. Wow. Wow. From because of Madden. Mm -hmm. Because of Madden, because he's a big NFL guy. He's from Wisconsin. He's really into the Packers. So we switched to PlayStation. So I played all the Lord of the Rings games on PlayStation 2 Towers, Return of the King. Um, And then I didn't play video games for ages and ages and ages and ages. So I have have a gap in my video game years. That's interesting. That's interesting. So one of the things I'm doing right now is, is kind of going through Game Pass on Xbox. And... I actually tweeted about it today because I'm like, I'm getting to go back and play it. Cause I, when the Xbox came out, it became my destiny machine. And then I didn't play much on the Xbox one. A few of the, you know, halo five gears, five, that kind of stuff. But like, uh, and so like, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Having that, having that little bit of gap. I remember even from like in between the 64 and the GameCube for myself, like I felt like, I, I felt like I had stopped playing the 64 for the GameCube game. I, oh, I know I had because, but I didn't quit gaming. I had actually moved over to PC. A little bit of PC. Yeah, PCs were definitely the thing. So for me, I think by the time we had played through most of the 64 games and we were ready to get a GameCube, I was out of high school ready to go to college. And then when I was in college, you don't have any money to spend on video game consoles. Um, so yeah, it's interesting how like depending on what you're doing at a certain time in your life, you may game more or game less. And then we didn't have we didn't have a new console in the house after the after the PlayStation 2 until like 2016. We bought PS3s like very 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 late. And then I bought a used Wii because yeah. I hated the fact that I didn't have a Nintendo console for such a long time. And I was on eBay and in thrift stores just buying old Wii games just like crazy and just playing as much as I could. Not like playing through storyline games, but I loved like Wii Sports and Wii Fit. Just like all those unique Wii games that we don't really have right now. Yeah, they were were great. Right. And even some of the mainline games are great. Like, did you get a chance to play Galaxy or Galaxy 2? Now that it's on Switch, have you had a chance to play? So I bought them. Oh, good. And I'm going to stream them when I get to that point. Like right now I'm, I'm streaming Super Mario World because I was just so nostalgic for that experience. And then I want to go through and like replay 64 and, and those other games that I might have missed. I see. That's very cool. That's very cool. Do you feel like as you've, you know, with that gap there with within gaming, like you've got to just love seeing like some of these remakes showing up. Like, I mean, did you play Sunshine when it was on GameCube? Mm-mm. I did not play Sunshine. I didn't play Sunshine. There was just a, a lot that I missed. So I'm, I like, I bought them when the 3D, what's it called, came out, 3D All-Stars came out, and I have not opened it yet because I want to live react on stream. But every time I open my Switch to play Animal Crossing, 
that icon is just staring me in the face like you haven't played me yet when are you going to play <laughs> yeah so that's i'm excited that's great and so let i mean you mentioned animal crossing like what did it start for this on the switch or did you play animal crossing on gamecube i had never played animal crossing before i didn't even know what it was and i think i was it during an e3 that they showed the first trailer for the new animal crossing i believe it was yeah I think I don't know if it was E3 actually. It might have been like an early like like a spring direct or something because it may have been E3, but I know in 2019 when they handed me my lanyard and it didn't have Animal Crossing on it, <laughs> I knew at that point that the game was delayed because it only okay. had Link's Awakening and Pokémon Sword and Shield and Right. And I was like, "Oh no. Where's Animal Crossing?" So uh, yeah, they may have teased it. I, I, I don't remember if it was an. E- but the I first remember trailer. when the trailer came out, Twitter was just exploding, and I wasn't even in what you would consider games Twitter at the time. I, like my background is in entertainment, but I had a lot of friends who were really excited for this trailer, and I remember watching it and going, "Okay, kind of cute. Like, what's the big deal? Why is everyone freaking out about this?" And then the game finally launched and all my coworkers were playing it. All my friends were playing it and then pandemic hit and then everybody was playing it. Right. And I went through this like phase of FOMO where they were able to fly to each other's islands and hang out with each other. And I was like, I miss people. I want to hang out with people. And I didn't have a switch at the time. Like I had a switch previously and I sold it because I got laid off from my job. And so when Animal Crossing came out this time, I didn't have a Switch. And so I actually had to wait a while to have a Switch in my life because they were sold out everywhere. So that was a rough time. It was like scalpers were going crazy. Couldn't find them. It's even happening right now. It's hard mm-hmm. to find a Switch. And that's because of Monster Hunter. I had to set like a target in stock alert on my phone just to get a light. And so I got a light last end of April and started playing Animal Crossing and was like, I see the light. Like, I get it. I get why this is so great. And I'm a really creative person and I'm a really social person. So I took to the game right away. Just being able to have people like fly over to my island and being able to like hang out with people in pandemic. I like I'm pretty sure Animal Crossing saved a lot of people's lives, mine included, just because of the social elements of that game. Absolutely. Yeah. So, did you end up with an Animal Crossing Switch? Um, no. So, I just I had the light and then I finally got like a regular like big girl Switch in um like towards the end of July with the intention of streaming Animal Crossing because you can't stream from a light so i just have a regular one or light and a regular but not the animal crossing one so did you transfer your island or did you start new and then you're visiting yourself yes so the journey has been thus i started a second (laughs) island okay with the intention of like farming cherry blossoms 
and like things that I had missed when because I started late. But of course, if anyone remembers, cherry blossom season overlaps with bunny day. And so I time traveled back to cherry blossom season and every balloon was eggs. <laughs> so I couldn't get the cherry blossom DIYs anyway. And so what I ended up doing was like my main island is called Narnia and it's on my switch light and it's like a thousand hour island. It's five stars. I have a Disney themed house, Love like it. a TV themed house. I have a pirate themed house. I like made Disneyland on my island almost. The new island was just to like play with. And so I was just swapping out villagers and, and villager hunting a lot and just kind of like having a second island is great because you don't have to worry about messing anything up. And then when I was ready to start streaming it in January, I reset it and started completely over oh, on wow. the second island. So I do this thing called Animal Crossing Cribs where I just tour people's islands for so we're gonna have to we're gonna we have to set that up because I wanna see Please crib Narnia. <laughs> Narnia is crib worthy. It's so good. I recently like tore down part of it, so I do kind of have to work on that a little bit. But um yeah, I love Narnia. And I actually got a, a third switch um so that I can port it over, but I don't want to lose anything. And so I'm like scared to move the island. But I know people have done it, so we'll see. Yeah, I think I think that transfer tool that you get from the shop, I think pretty secure. Okay. I understand. I, w I mean, and honestly, you probably just watch a couple videos. on. Yeah. Because I put so much time into it, I don't want to lose it. But on the other hand, I want to stream it. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to show people what I spent a year working on. So. So Hoffman in the chat there. He says I've used it multiple times. Oh. He has like six switches. Okay. He has one switch that is completely full of every item okay. that you can collect. And so I can I can hook you up with the if you ever want to go. It takes about takes four to six hours, I think. And you just you catalog everything so that you'll have right. every item. And then he also nice. has done it with clothing. He has two different islands, one for items, one for clothing. And he has has everything and so i love that we'll open it up but then people will steal stuff or not and then he's like oh great now i have to figure out with <laughs> what items are missing or what oh um, no all right hoffman if you've used it then that that encourages me because i have a couple different users on that island for each of my themed houses so it's not just porting over like my main character would also be porting over these secondary ones so i haven't done it yet like my switch is just sitting over there in a box because i haven't done it yet but i need to and i'll i'll look online and yeah I'll just I'll yeah take the leap if if anybody's done it it's definitely him because he he's like he's crazy when it comes i like i would be like uh hey hoffman i need you know what whatever items that are not easy to come by and he's like hang on i'll have them to you in a few minutes and like all of a sudden i, I have i have everything i need you know so yeah so he's he's the animal crossing hookup for sure so that i mean that's incredible that was your first do you do you ever see yourself do you still have that Wii? i do it's in storage because we had to move over the summer um 
But I did tell my dad last time I saw him, I said, next time you go to storage, can you bring home the game box? Because I want the Wii. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you could play the, the GameCube version of Animal Crossing on there. And really? Yeah, because it plays GameCube games. Uh, and oh. um, if, you open, if you set it on its side and open up the top, there's a spot for four controllers to plug in GameCube controllers and the memory cards. And so, and then it takes those little discs uh, and you can easily play the Wii on a newer TV because you can get like an HDMI adapter that works, that works and they're very cheap. They're very inexpensive. So, um, okay. But then if you have a DS, like New Leaf is super, is super great, but I mean, they're, they're different and they're not, they're not as, I mean, there's so many quality of life things in New Horizons that going back is like a little bit rough, but at the same time. I have a 20-year-old town from the GameCube. That's amazing. That I can go back to and it's like it's like a time capsule of all this all this crazy stuff my my uncle got I got my uncle into Animal Crossing on the GameCube and my face and my son's face are on my island. My my townspeople are walking around with my face on their shirt because he <laughs> he designed it and then he he's like, you know, I, I don't even think we could text back then. So he would like call me and be like, Hey, write this code down. And then I would write it down. And then, you know, in my town, I would have whatever he's, whatever he sent, whatever design, things like that. So it's like it. Yeah. It, but it's just, it's kind of fun to look back the way the game moved. You could only see so much of the screen at a time. And then the whole screen would shift. And so even the movement and stuff is like, it's crazy. The DS is like the whole game's on a, on a cylinder, kind of like how her, like, how new horizons is and and it yeah it's just it, wow. it it's a trip it's a trip going back to those but i would i wouldn't be opposed to getting a ds and i think i looked them up on ebay recently but they still go for i don't know two or three or four hundred dollars maybe just because they're rare or harder to find the yeah depending on like honestly if if we ever get garage sales again like i've i've <laughs> I've been able to get get pretty lucky finding finding handhelds, and a lot of times people okay. are just like, "I just want this out of here," so you can get them for a steal. But right, but they're just uh, doing they're they're purging, they're they're cleaning. Exactly, exactly. So let's talk a little bit more about the Switch. Then you did you did Animal Crossing. Has anything else really caught your attention, or is that? I mean, you said a thousand hour thousand hour <laughs> islands. So I mean, that's uh... yeah. Animal Crossing has been all consuming. Um, I played straight through end of april of last year may june july august i think by august i was pretty much done with my island and then we moved and so i didn't really play in the fall too much and then came back for the holidays and then now i'm working on my newer island um when i had a switch previously in 2017 i bought it to play mario odyssey and i did play through that and did finish that before i had to sell the switch and i loved it odyssey is like like up there for me is like one of the best on the switch like it was my game of the year over breath of the wild and i loved breath of the wild so but i, I was smiles ear to ear when i finished that game like it was it was just such a love letter to to mario fans i loved going in the little pipes and and being 2d again oh, i just thought best. that was so clever yeah i loved that it was that was that was one of the best parts of that game for sure. You remember going into the theater and then going in the pipe and then you played the first level of Super Mario Brothers for the crowd 
in yes. in New Donk City, right? Like, yes. yeah, that yes. was that was yeah. so great. Odyssey was so clever and so brilliant, and I feel like I didn't even scratch the surface on that game because when you finish, you're in kind of that open world portal area where you jump through the pictures, which was like sixty four, right? And like right as I was playing through some of those and doing some of the bonuses and stuff, I had to get rid of the switch, and it was uh. just it was tragic. So now, if I want to play it again i'd have to buy it again or i did get it you know what i i forgot i got it for my birthday oh, i nice. just haven't um i just haven't played it i haven't played it yet but i'm going like as i play through all the mario games on stream i will get to odyssey <laughs> there you go there you go that's great that's great well let's let's talk a little bit about streaming how's that been going for you how long have you been been on twitch so i found twitch it's so funny i play a lot of fortnite like more Fortnite than than is probably considered healthy. Um, <laughs> I love Fortnite. And so I was... When was I playing Fortnite? I started playing Fortnite back in 2018. I played it when they made it free on the Switch, mm-hmm. which I think was at E3 2018. And so I was living in LA at the time, so I was playing a lot of Fortnite on my Switch. My parents were playing Fortnite on their PlayStation, and then they unlocked crossplay, so I could like still game with my parents, even though I was living in a separate city. And at the time, I was kind of getting into like YouTube gaming and like streamers and stuff. And I don't know if you know who Muselk is. Not off the top of my head. He's an Australian YouTuber who plays a lot of Fortnite, and Fortnite had just put golf carts in the game that you could bounce on the roof of oh, yeah. to give you a little bit of bounce. And he like he killed this guy who was right on the edge of this cliff in the desert. And he ran over to loot the body. And he realized that there was a player that was stuck like at the bottom of the map, like off this cliff, but was still alive. And I, so I remember this. You remember this clip? Yes. So Muselk, his name is Elliot, like in real life, he realizes what's happening. He realizes that the player he killed was trying to rescue this player who was stuck at the bottom. And so he decides, oh, I'm going to rescue this guy, right? So he edits his builds to be stairs. And he's like ramping down, ramping down, ramping down, ramping down. And he realizes that the player is stuck below the build limit. So even if you have materials to build, it's a part of the map you can't build so this player is stuck down there mm-hmm. and so he has the genius idea of driving the golf cart down the builds to rescue this player because if the player jumped on the top there's he can bounce on the top and so it's like this epic rescue right and he has this great <laughs> aussie accent and he's like i'm gonna save him and he ends up hitting the player and yeeting the player off the map to his death. (laughs) I mean, it's just the greatest moment in Fortnite history. I love it. So I saw that clip on Twitter and decided to like, look up, well, who is Muselk and does he stream on Twitch or is he on YouTube? And I think I downloaded the Twitch app, just assuming that he was on Twitch. Turns out he's a YouTuber. Anyway, So I found Twitch, got an account, and was like, oh, there's this whole other world of people who play video games and, like, Mm. get paid to do it. 
like this is the coolest thing ever this is like a total um you know all those people who were told as kids you'll never make any money playing video games you know yeah guess what have you heard of ninja (laughs) have you heard of you know xqc and all these other guys so i immediately fell in love with the platform and what you can do on the platform um and then when i realized you could just very easily push to stream on the playstation i was starting to stream Fortnite, just no cam i don't even think i had a mic at the time like i didn't know what like team gaming was i didn't know what it was like to be on a mic Whenever you jump into Fortnite, people are like, is anybody on a mic? Yeah. I had no idea what that was. Like, I had missed competitive, um, like, co-op games. That, like, I just had no experience with that. Um, so Fortnite kind of brought me into the world of, like, Twitch and YouTube and, and like, how to play with other people. And then I decided, like, okay, if I'm going to stream something consistently, I don't want it to be Fortnite because, I don't know, like... Animal Crossing is just more fun. It's more creative. It's more light. Fortnite can get like really intense and sweaty. Um, so I decided to stream Animal Crossing, and so far I really like it. And then Mario games, which has also been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. What is your Twitch for anybody that may want to uh, uh, follow along? So it's Lauren underscore Galaxy. That is kind of my handle. Um, I'm Lauren Galaxy on TikTok and Lauren Galaxy on Twitch. And right now I'm just streaming once a week on Wednesdays. And I am playing through Super Mario World, just one level per stream. And it's been super fun because you forget the extra stuff or you remember some of the extra stuff. Um, Like Finest Funko, he's in chat right now. And (laughs) I couldn't remember how to fill in. I think it was the red blocks. So that you can get to like a certain secret. And so I had to go back and replay a level. And it's just been so nostalgic and so fun. I'm really enjoying it. That's great. That's great. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to chat with me tonight. This was this was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Thanks for having me. It's so fun to just go down memory lane, especially with something as heartfelt and nostalgic as Nintendo. Yeah. Something that's been a part of my life if not my whole life but like most of my life so thank you for the amazing conversation yeah it was this was this was a blast and we will definitely have to do it again i also have an animal crossing podcast so we might have to uh we might have to come you know have you come and chat with us on there as well because is there anything you you don't do i don't know i don't know i stay very busy very very (laughs) busy so um guys make sure to give lauren a follow uh lauren underscore galaxy twitch.tv slash lauren underscore galaxy and uh twitter tiktok all the places you guys can connect with me at n64 josh if you want to uh jump in the discord and chat with some great people play some animal crossing play some monster hunter or mario kart whatever you're into n64josh.com slash discord thanks for listening guys and or watching and we'll see you in the next one bye now